0: farmers market season it's the best season who's a fan I am <laughs> me too <laughs> welcome back it's rhymes with Decora companion podcast project to inspired media iloveinspired.com I'm Benji Nichols bringing you this project it's been an exciting adventure so far stories about communities you love told by people you trust You know, the name is Rhymes with Decorah, but uh, the goal is not just stories from Decorah. We're looking at the whole region, trying to bring in voices from across our area, talk about things that matter, challenges, things that are going on. That's the goal here with Rhymes with Decorah. Uh, And today's special guests do that on a regular basis. I'm super excited to have not one, but two members of the Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation Development Crew here, Josh Dansdill, sitting right across from me, and Jared Nielsen. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Happy to be here. Yeah. Why don't you take a quick second and introduce yourselves and just tell us how you found your way um, to, well, and I guess before we do that,
1: what the RC&D is. Sure. So Northeast Iowa RC&D stands for Resource Conservation and Development. We are a 501c3 nonprofit that serves the seven-county region in Northeast Iowa that Helps a lot of projects happen, and we enjoy listening to communities and helping them create projects from the ground up. Awesome.
0: Fantastic. How did you find uh, your way, Josh, to RCD?
1: So I found my way to the RCD after working my time with uh, Green Iowa AmeriCorps here in Decorah. Nice. And during my two years there, I worked on creating an Upper Iowa River cleanup project. And upon doing some research, you know, about the Upper Iowa River and who I could reach out to in the area who would be a great <clears throat> resource and contact to work with, the yeah. rc came up right away. So I immediately reached out with them and connected with Brad Crawford and Laura Freest and Paul Berland and the staff over there and helped organize uh, two years of a river cleanup on the Upper Iowa River for my Green Iowa AmeriCorps project. Awesome. And then from there, I guess I enjoyed working th- with them so much that I volunteered for a year after my term of service with AmeriCorps. Nice, and it should. I guess we could mention right now. I mean, so RCND covers is it seven counties of Northeast Iowa? Seven counties.
0: Yep, and sort of a nonprofit umbrella, and you and you have a board of directors, right? So representation from each one of those counties. So projects are coming in from all over Northeast Iowa, and uh, each person. How many? Do you know roughly how many folks are at RCND these days?
1: Uh, nine ten. Yeah. End on the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so each, you know, each person brings in kind of their own specialty, their own interest, their own um, sort of world of projects, right, that they're willing to work on. And then that all kind of brings it together as a crew. Is that is that about right?
1: That's right. Yeah. We all have different strengths and weaknesses and we all complement each other so well as a team that we can really work together to get stuff done quickly and really help those folks when they reach out.
0: Love that. And of course, online at northeastiowarcd.org is the website. and You can learn all sorts of cool stuff. It's a great website, too, and kind of features each one of you really nicely. It's kind of a fun thing. Jared, tell us about how you found your way to Northeast Iowa RCD.
2: Well, I'm also going to name drop Brad
0: Crawford in the story. (laughs) Our friend Brad. Yes. So uh, I'm
2: a Luther grad, as well as my wife and uh, my wife, her maiden name, Joelle Schumann. I was from this area, and we met at Luther, went up and uh, lived in the cities for a few years. And then uh, my wife applied for a position down here at, uh, oh, I think it was 10, almost 11 years ago at Helping Services. And uh, she accepted, and then I kind of had to figure out what I was going to do down (laughs) here. And it just so happened that I uh, came down the next weekend after we found out 12 was going to be working in Decora, and bumped into Brad Crawford uh, during Nordic Fest, and he asked what I was up to, and I said I was moving to town. He said, "What are you gonna do?" And I said, "I have no idea what I'm gonna do." <laughs> and uh, he said that he worked at this place called RC and D, and I was like, "What's that?" And he said, "Look us up and." looked it up and he said, we're hiring right now. And I applied and got an interview the next week. And before I even made it back to my in-laws house, they offered me the job and I've been there since. That's awesome. What yeah, a great so It all worked story. out. You know, Aaron yes. and I have
0: joked that, well, I have joked, I don't know if Aaron likes this joke or not. I've joked and I've told other people, uh, including our, our, um, economic developer and chamber as well, that I'm going to make the, the t-shirt, the Ray Gun style t-shirt that just says quit your job and move to Dikara. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like it. Nice. <laughs> It's actually a terrible theme, but but it's kind of true sometimes that you know you find your way to a rural place, and maybe one spouse or the other uh, has a job opportunity, and the other person finds what the other opportunity is. Right? I mean, that's a that is something our friend KT likes to call the trailing spouse issue sometimes. But it's also, I think, one of Decor's greatest advantages is that you end up with some very smart, creative people who um, take on positions and in interesting things because they're here and they're willing. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a very cool thing. So one of the cool things. About about RCND is that I know there are sort of bigger projects that um, you know multiple people will work on and different things but each person kind of takes on you know their interest or um, worlds that start to make sense to them or that they're familiar with either or both of you can take a second and maybe tell us about kind of what your interests are what like current projects have kind of led you down different paths at RCND for um, things you've worked on well I, I would start out and just Jared, say, yeah go for it I would say
2: Josh is kind of our grant guy nice. um, he does a lot of yeah, and he, he's super modest, so he probably wouldn't say the same thing, but he is. Um, I myself, I kind of found myself uh, over the years kind of morphing into more of our uh, office graphic designer. Yes. Um, marketing specialist and uh, doing a lot of uh, interpretive media. And whether that be, oh, kind of like the interpretive panels that uh, are out at the decora Fish Hatchery. Yeah. Um, or if you're traveling any of the byways one of my other positions is I also serve as the Driftless Area and River Bluff Scenic Byway Coordinator Yeah. Um, so if you're out and Which about
0: we should say if people aren't familiar yes. tell us what
2: is that what is that project I know the word byway some people are just like <laughs> what is that thing <laughs> and honestly uh, it's it's kind of a It's a really unique way that communities kind of come together and they showcase the best of the best that they have. Yeah. And uh, they basically just take roads to tie them together and they Mm -hmm. pick the most scenic routes to get from one community to the next. Absolutely. Um, And more or less plop up a few uh, super pretty signs and uh, it directs people from community to community and pretty much you have a really awesome route that's very scenic and brings you to uh, the best places up here in Northeast Iowa.
0: Yeah. You bet, and I know there's there's resources for that online. You can actually find the map, you can find yes. different communities you can go. I'm really fortunate, part of my job with Inspired as the, the nuts and bolts guy is also doing distribution. So over the last 15 years, I have gotten to cover a lot of really, I mean, I grew up in Northeast Iowa and I thought I knew Northeast Iowa, but then um, over time you decide, well, you know, maybe today I'll go this way from here to there or across Clayton County or somewhere else and all of a sudden you're in somewhere you have never been before <laughs> <laughs> or didn't, didn't know existed. Uh, and it's uh it's a really cool opportunity so no there's some of those things and to point out the smaller communities um to point out some of the back roads and the different ways and uh the history i mean all those things are such cool um such cool things and we're hitting a really great time of year to go out and explore those as well right absolutely there's so much to do right
2: now my gosh i hope everybody has found their mushrooms Uh, and got their turkey and now it's time to move on to the next activity right no kidding
0: Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about like, you know, recent projects or uh, directions, things have taken you. I know farmer's markets you had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. too. That's something you've done a lot of work on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work with farmer's markets over the last eight, nine years. I am recently, well, not recently now. I feel like it's recently been serving on the state Iowa farmer's market association board. That's for cool. The last, I didn't know that. Yeah. Five or six years and served as the vice president there. Hopefully I don't get promoted. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the other ongoing joke we have so far on this podcast. That's the life of any small town. It's like, well, you're on the board. Yep, yeah, there you go. Now you have responsibility. <laughs>
1: Great. No, and then uh, speaking of that, yeah, I've been serving on the decor Farmers Market Board as the board president for the last eight years. So they actually changed the bylaws to make me stay there. <laughs> so... And I, I enjoy farmers markets. Always have going as a kid. I always thought people just showed up at the right time and place, and it just kind of all happens. Right and now, helping out, you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that goes on to make this happen, and they put in a lot of time and effort in the winter months, and even the time that to show up in the rain and the snow. Sometimes it's uh, you know kudos to them. Love farmers markets is the opportunity as small businesses to reach out and create their own little storefront, and actually is a great you know, business incubator hub and you've seen so many people grow from their start of like the first day they show up at the table and a few items and then pretty soon they're like, well, I can't come to the farmer's market anymore because I'm going to open a store. And you're like, oh, good for you. And, uh,
0: that's an incredible model, and I mean, I'll say even across our region, we're really fortunate. If you look across the three states, I mean, southeast Minnesota, northeast, Minnesota, northeast, northeast Iowa, and western Wisconsin, um, not only are we really rich in you know food growers, food farmers, who, who you know farmers markets are often one of their main resources, but also you know other kind of startup um, businesses, start up that, that tie in very well, where it's a cottage bakery or a uh, you know flowers or honey or like whatever those things are. But you know, I think sometimes people used to kind of write those off as sort of hobby Things or whatever, and and all of a sudden there are people who have made a living out of several of those things,
1: <laughs> so right? Right, uh, and a few of those hobby ones. You're like, I wish they were still coming to the farmers market. I yeah. miss those things, and they like, Well, now I just have to go somewhere else to get it. But, Absolutely. Uh, other things besides farmers markets you're working on? Besides farmers markets, helping Jared out, leading a few meetings here or there, uh, helping trails folks, between whether it be water trails or soft trails, yeah. or helping do uh, currently helping Waterville, trying to find a different model to utilize their. Old school structure. So if you're oh, familiar yeah. with the city of Waterville, I they am. were able to purchase their the school in Waterville and have done a tremendous job with the the gymnasium part and the, the newer yeah. part of the school. And they've really got that thing working and they have activities all the time. And you're like, how many people live in this town? It's like right. hundred people. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like so many places would love to have this.
0: One of my favorite bike rides. Most people know I like to ride bikes, but one of my favorite rides to do from Decora our in-laws are in Harper's Ferry, uh, at least part of the year. And um, one of my favorite rides is from Decora to Harper's Ferry. Uh, and from Decorah to walk on can be a little tricky, but I like to start real early on a weekend morning. You make your way to walk on when the traffic's not too bad, one way or the other. And from walk on down, you can take gravel all the way to the river and waterville of course is the main the main stop uh (laughs) unless the uh unless the amish bakery's open and that's the main stop but uh no and it's just it's so amazing to watch you know some of those real smaller out of the way rural towns but they they keep working incredibly hard to use their resources and and work on things and uh you know the big the big awesome trout mural right on the the side in waterville Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite sites in northeast iowa and yellow river forest of course Uh, And, and have you spotted bigfoot down there yet you know, I, I, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know that I have, but I have spent quite a bit of time in Yellow River Forest and I know I've woken up a couple of times and thought the people are with, might've been Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, that's yep. a whole other conversation for sure. Um, yeah, but it's, no, it's interesting and it's really fun, you know, as an organization that covers seven counties, um, you know, I talked with Carson Eglin the other day from Helping Services, and they're sort of a similar organization, uh, not in, in, in work, but in covering a large region of a very rural area. And I think that's a very specific um, skill set and thing that you have to bring the right people to the table, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has to be an enormous challenge. And yet it also is, I think, one of our greatest strengths um, that, especially in more recent years, we've found uh, has been a really, um, really good thing for us. Um, coming out of the pandemic or even during the pandemic, you know, we have a lot of open wide open spaces, <laughs> yes. places yep. to enjoy and visit and do those things. And of course, you guys are involved in projects on on uh, all sorts of levels um, with with those things. Um, so, yeah, you know, in, in terms of uh, uh, projects that have happened, not right directly. Anybody have a good example of a project in, a, in an adjacent county or other uh, project uh, close by?
1: Yeah, so with the farmer's markets, I have helped Decora, but we are currently working on a project now where we're helping five other different communities kind of use Decora as a similar model and help them become paid market managers within the communities around. So some have some sort of a payment in place. And then, you know, working with Cresco, theirs is is a great example. So they've never been able to pay their farmer's market manager, but then now this year they are going to. So I have a paid market manager that's on staff. They're going to be able to just focus time on the farmer's market, You've been able to get you know six to ten vendors already. They're going to do this uh, farmers market fables program at the farmers market, handing oh, cool. out some books to to little kids.
0: I saw even on the website the Iowa Farmers Market Manager Toolkit. Right. it's like something you created to just yeah. help people figure out how to do that,
1: right? Right. So this was a few years ago. We were able to get a farmers market promotion grant, and we actually created the, the you know state of Iowa Iowa Farmers Market manager toolkit that's three different pieces one of them's helping farmers market managers with a manual that helps them from the start of the season to the end of the season we have in there some vendor handouts so we worked with the farmers market managers and asked them questions like what are the things that you always get asked what's the question right. that always get, for baked goods or for laws or for <laughs> how do i set up my stand and you know, as a market manager, they're doing a million different things all at the same time and they're like, you know, I can tell somebody something. Then they come back next week and they're like, what was that thing you told me? So this is the opportunity we created for them to give them a one page handout. Looks really nice, colorful, has all the information they want on it. Cause we really need to try to, you know, foster the the vendor development as farmer's markets. You know the vendors make the farmers market, and we try to help them as much as possible because that's why people go there, and that's why people are coming back. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Those are such cool projects. Uh, I'm talking today on Rhymes with Decor with Josh Dansdale and Jared Nielsen from Northeast Iowa RCND. Bring you back in just a second and talk a little bit more about the projects, the scope of things they do, the fun stuff they get to work on, all of that as part of Rhymes with Decor, a companion project uh, of Inspired Media. I love Inspired.com. Also, you can find out all about the Northeast Iowa RC. Indy at northeastiowarcd.org. We will be right back. This is Rhymes with Decora. Hey, y'all, Larisha Weiler here. She, her, are my pronouns. I'm the founder and organizer of the Driftless Yoga Festival that happens here in Decorah, Iowa, June 23rd through the 26th. Would love to have you all there. Sliding scale passes, uh, a variety of classes that are yoga-inspired alongside equity conversations. And um, yeah, you can find out more information, DriftlessYogaFestival.com, June 23rd through the 26th. See you there. is Laurie Schuhweiler from the Driftless Yoga Festival that we just heard from. She is one of the people that uh, you can hear on a previous episode of Rhymes with Decora, Uh also helping us bring this show here in the first couple episodes. Driftless Yoga Festival, uh, just in its first couple years happening here in Decora. Providing some really cool opportunities from across the Driftless region, Northeast Iowa, Southeast Minnesota, Western Wisconsin for people to experience um, yoga and beyond end of June. Check it all out, DriftlessYogaFestival.com. I am here on Rhymes of Decorah with Josh Dansdill and Jared Nielsen from the Northeast Iowa RCND. A couple of the things I wanted to bring up as well. So the seven-county area that y'all work in, and of course a whole team of people working on those projects, but um, something else that Stephanie Fromm and I uh, talked about the other day from uh, Winneshi County uh, Economic Development were some of the maps that you guys have helped do. Trail maps, water trail maps, uh, the trout fishing guides, some of those, and I know various people worked on those. Did either of you have hands in those projects? Yes, I did. And
2: I'm going to say his name again. Brad Cropper did as well.
0: <laughs> um, the yeah. Jared
2: Nielsen, by the way. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this project all came about and I just have to be honest, when I first moved down into the area, I didn't even know there was trout fishing as crazy as that sounded. Sure. Um, and, uh, You start doing the research and you start seeing all these different places and then you start going out and you notice, yeah, I've been to North and South Bear, but I really want to see all these other places. So how can we find a grant that allows us to go and find all these other places too and share that knowledge with everybody else? And um, we were kind of uh, chatting about this and I guess... Oh, I think it was Brian from the fish hatchery kind of had this idea before my time and he was talking. It'd be really nice if we had something to complement what the DNR already put out and to just kind of be able to provide some additional, more detailed information about each one of these streams. And so uh, Brian and I were like, all right, sounds good. And uh, we took our GPS or at that point i think it was our phone yeah and uh just kind of went out and started gpsing all the streams and mapped them and winnish county then led into doing the same thing to alan mckee and Absolutely. then fayette and then clayton and now we kind of have a an entire series um and it was amazing to be able to walk every stretch of stream in each one of those four counties i can tell you but I won't tell you where some of the really good places are. <laughs> yes.
0: I will tell you as someone who both my grandpas fished my entire life growing up and they would drag me all over. And I thought that I knew our area pretty well. Again, this is kind of what I was just saying earlier. And then these maps came out and I started looking and a couple of us who fish kind of started poking around, looking at areas. And we're like, wait a minute, you ever, you ever been there? I have not, where's that? I've never been there. Like, where's that stretch? And I've definitely never been to there. And then you start looking at the other counties and it just becomes like, I mean, I think I could spend the next three years doing nothing, but driving around our corner of the (laughs) state in different parts of the year, just looking at streams and finding, uh, finding some fishy water. But um, those are really cool. The other part of that project that Stephanie and I talked about from an economic development standpoint, that was super cool was the vending machine portion um, and that was something that I think is really cool. I think they're all still in existence. The, the one that caught my eye originally, I think was three different vending machines that the maps could be found from. But it, I was at uh, the Bluffton store a while ago sometime. And as I've said, I, I, I do love Bluffton store. We, there's a group of us that like to ride there occasionally and take some gravel on the way in and out. But um, it, was, it was a little out of place at first. The, uh, the, the jukebox had been there many decades. And then this beautiful new vending machine <laughs> that had the <laughs> river, river and drought maps. And it was super, super cool. Um, but those ended up where? I mean, I think it was at Randy's and at TG, at, at Topling Glath. And uh and Pivo. and Pivo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just what a cool way to present that information to people, whether they've been here their whole life or they're literally rolling into Northeast Iowa for a weekend and uh, have have never visited, right? Yeah, and, and that was, I would say, and Josh, feel free to to chime in at any point
2: here, but um, that kind of came out of uh, many many conversations Josh and I had, whether it was over happy hour or something else. Yeah. We were trying to figure out... You know, we get all these grants and we produce all these publications, and uh, you can get the grants, but it's kind of hard to do the reprinting on an annual basis. Yeah. And um, we were trying to figure out a way that we could still share that knowledge, but also kind of uh, um, cover some costs for the reprint on an annual basis. And Josh kind of discovered this and. We were kind of playing around with the idea, of what happens if we sell them and and how can we do that in a fun way? And then we started talking to Steph and Jess and Steph kind of uh, mentioned that she saw an episode of, on Shark Tank about these VenGo yes. machines. Yes. And the second I heard Shark Tank, I'm like, all right, let's do that. I don't even know what it is, but we got to check <laughs> these things out. And we looked and uh, we realized like this would be a great way to not only sell these publications, but also kind of promote. Super awesome things around the area as well. Definitely. And what's actually included in each one of the publications to give these visitors a taste of what they can go and experience.
0: Yeah, if you're not in the area, or even if you are, I mean the vending machines are super cool, but it's also worth mentioning that the the and website itself, which is northeastiowarcd.org has a whole publication section, and what's super cool is the trout fishing maps are all on there, so like, you know, for a lot of us who are into outdoor stuff, if you're going to go visit another part of the country, you might do your advanced research and see if you can find some online maps or some topographs or whatever you know, you're doing or some river information, but like these are that they're available to anyone who wants to find them um but also then the paddler's guides you know like some of those are super cool for some of the the area streams and things and the scenic byway and all of those but those are all available on the website and people can check that out you can order them and, and get them and study them uh i, I literally have one of the guy i actually have the fishing guides around the river guides have been on that table i pull it out every once in a while just to to uh dream through the winter of uh some paddling trips i want to do still turkey rivers on my short list anybody paddled the turkey at all
1: Oh, just a little small bit, yeah. but Brad Crawford. He's Brad the, Craig, yeah, he's yeah, a you're right, man. Here. Man, we should have just he, uh, invited him in. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> he was able to work with uh, Mallory Hansen, who yes. worked out of Fayette County, and do a 360 video of the entire Turkey River yeah. Water Trail corridor. So That's even if amazing. you weren't be able to make it out for one reason or another, you could still log on Absolutely. and then float the turkey. Yeah, and they just won an award yep. from uh, Iowa Tourism for uh, that the best niche marketing.
2: Super um, cool. Yeah. Motion. So
0: that's yeah. the, the interesting part from a paddling perspective too, I think is that I'm, I'm not a great paddler, but I like to, uh, my brother's a big whitewater paddler, which is just too, too much for me. Um, but I, I, like the slower, the slower action, but you know, some of the smaller rivers and streams in our area too, are just exceptional for, for getting out on the water and probably not seeing another person and, uh, checking out wildlife and fishing and all that are just paddling down the river and enjoying it. It's just such a great, great activity.
1: Between the upper Iowa, the yellow river, the Turkey river, all the way down the the wopsie our little corner here in northeast iowa yeah we have some of the greatest <clears throat> little spots on the water just to get off and absolutely float yeah. paddle float i do more floating than paddling yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and luckily it's a, it's a good way to do it yeah.
1: right? that's amazing
0: um talk about other things just in general for R C and D, uh, what's kind of cool is you guys also provide sort of um, you know, like Joe, you're saying a lot of your world ends up being really more in the like marketing or, or like design aspects of projects mm-hmm. too, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of some of your background. Yeah, absolutely. Um and a lot of times
2: uh projects kind of uh come to us that um we we couldn't foresee coming to us if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you know. We, we have uh, some new staff members that uh, have kind of dabbled in uh, making some cartoons and getting into video development and production. And- I,
0: so I wasn't maybe going to bring it up cuz I wasn't sure whose project okay. whose project it was, but I have stumbled into the recycling education series before and my 10-year-old daughter and I ended yeah. up one night sitting down and watching all of them because they're yes. hilarious. <laughs> they are so good. They're so funny. I mean is it Chester, right? Is the one character uh, Mike Chester and whoever and they're like all recycling characters and like yeah. they are hilarious. Yes, yeah, so we had a uh,
2: so some, well, other staff members, I can't take credit for this one, um, <laughs> but I can drop uh, Austin and and Hans and Josh and Mallory and Rod and some other partners. Um, whether it's their voice or whether it was them drawing yeah. it or <laughs> did
0: the voice talent too is awesome. Yes, yes,
2: that uh, is actually Fayette County Conservation Director Rod Marlat who uh, oh, okay. actually sings quite a few of um, the character
1: voice in those. Yep, between him and Maui, yes. yes, I can't take any credit for any of those dude. Oh, I was just God. in the room I got to listen to all the edits so I've listened to those probably about ten guilty by times. association
2: you're but always I, around those so guys. I also, never want to hear
1: them again <laughs> but, no, I also showed my daughter too and she was laughing and like singing so it's like okay well you guys did a good job they are they
0: are so it's such a good series I think there's a link off the website there too and they're all on YouTube I think is yep. where they live but the, the the Fayette County conservation right was kind of one of the, the partners on that yep. and then the recycling yep. videos and whatnot so those were those were super cool super cool um other examples of projects like design things or things you really enjoyed working yeah,
2: on. yeah i would say you know one that we're uh, just finishing up now that uh we kind of dabbled in for the first time and i think every one of the staff members that got to jump on board uh loved working with the partners and uh the finished product was uh the decor trails um soft trails signage and yeah. um oh we we also developed some uh large and I mean, large <laughs> uh, trailhead kiosks. We weren't quite sure uh, they were going to be that big until they got here. Um, but we think that they still they, they, they grabbed their attention. They are fantastic.
0: Yes. You know, that is a project that I have watched through some of my other volunteer work with organizations around that it had gotten batted around for, gosh, probably a decade uh, until uh, you guys were actually able to tackle it and get it done, which is incredible. And you know, Decora has a really cool network of soft trails and single track and things, but for years it hasn't been extremely well mapped. There's been different variations yes. of maps and then some of the apps and things, but if you weren't plugged in, it was kind of hard to know. And now those kiosks are there, the signage is there. So if you start at Dunning Spring, you can find your way up over the hill and back, which is probably the more important part. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's another example. That
2: project uh, started out, we were just gonna be signing. Van Peenan, and uh-huh. then uh, it morphed into the entire uh, parks and rec system wow. in every single park. Wow. Um, and uh, I am going to give you credit for this, Josh. Uh, we were trying to figure out a kind of creative way, um, you know, a lot of the people that are coming into decor and using those trails for the first time. It, you can get a little turned around back there if you Absolutely. are not familiar with them. Yep. And, and you're so, not
0: far from town, but you no. might not be able to get there from there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so we were trying to think of a creative way that we could uh, really showcase the best of the best of the trails yep. and guide individuals along a certain route so they can start in one spot, they can do their little loop, and then back right where they started. Yes. So we kind of developed this thing called, uh, I guess we can call them trailblazers, and they're just kind of an attachment that we put on the top of designated uh, trail posts yeah. that are already installed out there that yep. have arrows so it says begin it shows a description of what you're going to experience out on the trail yep. difficulty level um elevation profile and you just follow those arrows that are color-coded and
0: you'll end back right
2: where you started
0: hopefully yes yeah. hopefully <laughs> No, that's a, it. Is a spectacular resource. The kiosks are great too. They're really cool and they're in very um, visible locations across the park system, so people can really get a grasp of. You know, one of the things if you visit Decora, it's not always um, totally intuitive of where you're at. You know, we're in a bowl geographically, and you can end up on several different kind of sides of it, or tops of it, or different areas. But it's not always totally intuitive as to where you are, especially if you're just visiting. So those are awesome resources for sure, and a very cool project to have uh, finished up. I should also mention. So the director of RCD, Paul Berlin. Uh, is somebody that I hope we can have on the show at some point. Uh, Paul and I are classmates and it's been really cool to watch his path uh, over the years and do just an amazing job of uh, stepping uh, through the rungs and uh, and being director. Um, and also then Ross Evelsizer is one of your co-workers and Ross and I uh, are friends and have um, have worked on several different uh, brainstorms and projects uh, that that may still find some, some life at some point here. <laughs> I mean, Ross does incredible work on watersheds and uh, all sorts of really cool things that I, I hope to have him on and, and uh, explore some other topics that I'm passionate about as well. So Lots of cool people working at uh, Northeast Iowa RCD. I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to be here today and just chat for a second about a few different things. I look forward to bringing more information to people about Northeast Iowa RCD. and um, d so Thanks for being here and taking the time. Super cool to talk to both of you. Uh, I, I will see you at the farmer's market sooner or, <laughs> or, or, or later again, uh, Josh, although you don't have the hands-on anymore
1: that you used to quite as much with uh, another full-time director in decora right? Right, right. And I was able to kind of hand off a piece there. We helped develop one of the few sites in Northeast Iowa that actually accepts EBT debit cards and SNAP benefits. And now that whole project was able to uh, uh, transition to a younger hand than, uh, (laughs) I'll say it that way. And uh, so she's... Uh, Kristen Egan is there. She's done an amazing job. So yes, you know,
0: and it would be another great guest. She Somebody would be awesome. Totally yeah. have on for a show with a couple farmers market folks. And we love that world as well. So cool. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, so much in um, taking the time out of your day to be here and to hang out and talk about Northeast Iowa RC and D. This is rhymes with Decora, a companion podcast, podcast project of inspired media. Find out all about us at ILoveinspired.com. Find out all about today's guests and more at the Northeast Iowa iowa rcnd that is northeast you can find the maps there other projects cool information lots of good stuff there special thanks to our friend larie schuweiler and the Yo- uh, driftless yoga festival for helping us out sponsor today's show the music you have heard behind this show is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. He is a drummer. He is a decoran. He is a talented guy. We feel so lucky to have his contributions to this show. Hope to have him on at some point as well. So thanks for tuning in. This is Rhymes with Decora. We will catch you next time.